Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lifelong Learner Out of Class. I'm joined by Dr. Ben and Matt. How are we doing? I would prefer Mr. In, Mr. Please, thank you. From Mr. now on, and okay. I have my introduction. Great. If it yeah. follows Dr. Kavosa, then it needs to be Mr. In. Or if you can introduce me first, that'd be better. Great, great. <laughs> Mate, what did you have to do to actually earn the Mr. though? I actually did something to earn the DR. Yeah, no, I just born. You know? Born that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's like that song. I am enough. What's that called? That's called a, is that a pronoun? Oh mate, I don't you know, know that whole. There's that whole thing about. Nah, the pronouns, pronouns. like him, him, her, him, his, him, his, yeah. he, and then they. Yeah, they it's like a pro, the pronoun is like kind of what you identify as. Yeah, mm. yeah, but mm. the Mister, like you got to do something for your like prequel. Mm. Yeah. Oh, anything other than Mister, Master and Mister, you, as a young man, you get for free. True. Right. True. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's how that works. Yeah. Okay. You're kind of. I think we it. need to update our our usernames, um, just on there, and uh, just make them a little bit more accurate. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Does Ben have the ability to edit mine, Janesh? I hope. No, he doesn't. He does. Oh, that's good. That's really. That's good. much better. Oh, <laughs> how many years was it? Just out of curiosity, to get your your doctor. Yeah. Five years, yeah. mate. Five years Five for a years. DR. Mm. Five years. Yep. Yep. When worth, did, when- worth it, mate. It was worth every toga party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say work hard, play hard. I imagine that would have been mate, the case. That's back though. in the day too. That's back in the day when you went to uni too. Mm, yeah. Uh, right? When there drop- was a thing called O-Week, right? O-Week. Uh, O-Week. Actually, even what, when things are- What year back- was this? Oh. Like, this was- this was 35 years ago. 35 years ago. So that's- I don't look old enough. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. But what's that? He's right? got the Zoom Zoom touch-up feature. That's how he does it. Mm-hmm. 2010? No. No. Sorry. 94. Where were you, Janesh? 94. Right, I was. I was in Dandenong in 94. Um, what was I doing? I was in primary school. Primary school back then. Mm. Right? Yeah, I'm a whippersnapper. And Ben was getting drunk. I mean, studying. Yeah. Getting his DR. Getting the DR. <laughs> getting the DR. You know, it's amazing. You know, interesting conversation, maybe. It, it's amazing how far apart you are when you're in, you know, grade six versus year 12. Mm. There's there's six years and there's an amazing, ridiculous difference between Mm -hmm. those two things. And then when you get to be maybe, you know, 26 and 32, there's a bit of a difference. But by the time you're, let's say, 46 and 52, Mm -hmm. there's really no difference. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's... It's like the, the separation that we have when we're so young in, in our abilities and our knowledge and our wisdom is so great. Yeah. Mm. As we as we continue to move through, that gets less and less. And there's another there's another range of like school lever, like eighteen to twenty six as well, right? That won't mm. really kind of um, necessarily mingle all the time with say a thirty year old. Um, 
curious, why do you think that is? That as we get older, the gap doesn't really matter anymore. I'm going to chime in on that. I, I think that, um, think about school, you have clear boundaries between each year, clear segregation. You know, you're seven, you're eight, you're nine. Mm. Once you leave school or university, sorry, everyone's in the same pool. We're all swimming in the same sea. So some of the things that we come across are similar. Life's similar, whether you're 26 or 35, maybe. What do you think? I think it's that. And I think, I think one of the things that happens too that, that, you know, once you hit, you know, 16, 17, 18, you do start to transition into actually being an adult, not just mm. physically looking like an adult, mm-hmm. but there's actually a choice to mentally start becoming an adult. Now, some people don't make that transition. Sadly, they miss that uh, bit. And so now we've got 25 and 30 and 35 and maybe even 40-year-olds that still haven't reached adulthood mentally. And, and so you can, you can have two 40-year-olds and there's, there's a big divide between them. Mm-hmm. But for most of us, we transition from this adolescence into actually being a real adult. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's about taking responsibility and, you know, all those things that you, you guys know about. So I think that's where that separation gets a little less. And, and I think, as you or Janesh was just saying, that we're actually out in the real world. You know, we're, mm. I look at Logan, who last year was 17 and at high school mm. versus this year, he's 18 and he's out in the real world. You know, he's been hanging out with the guys at the summit. Uh, he's just started his, his business again. And he's like the growth on a daily basis from having to, to swim in the adult pool mm. uh, is, is shifting him daily. He's, he's less and less a kid and the separation between he, he and I is getting less and less. Mm. Um, yeah, so interesting. I think you're right, swimming, mm. swimming with other adults. Mm. It was so sometimes when you're doing um, like a sport or learning something, like if you learn with people better than you, you learn quicker, right, as opposed to even on the on par, even though it's a little uncomfortable when you go, oh, if you're on a run group or cycle group, for example, and they're like fast, like, oh, I'm just going to hang on. But you innately just, you get better, quicker than if mm. you were with people at your own pace, which is really interesting. Yeah, you mm. don't want to be, you don't want to be the best person in the room. You want to be the weakest, if mm. anything, because then you've got so much room to grow and, and evolve. I know that with, um, that's been the case for surfing for me. I've always been the weakest one in the water, but it does mean that you learn the most because everywhere you look, you've got something you can learn. Mm. Mm. What are you, um, just while we're talking about age, before we, we move on, um, what, do you remember a time where you, I, I remember when I was 18, 17, 18, I thought I knew everything. I was, had it dialed in. And then around about 25, there was this shift of, oh, now I realise that I know nothing. Like, and that was Interestingly, when I started to learn more, do you remember having this moment where you were like, whoa, when you looked back, how ignorant maybe you were? Do, you, do you, either of you guys had that, that sort of moment where you've realised, wow. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, I wonder whether it's an age. I Great whether timing. It's a- <laughs> Brilliant. I wonder whether it's an age thing or whether it's a it's a defining moment thing. You know, mm-hmm. there's a defining moment where you go, "Oh shit, I actually don't know. I actually don't know anything." And I reckon for me, there was 
uh, I, I, would, I would say this, I was omnipotent. Like I was, I was a machine. I was indestructible. I was a force to be reckoned with. The world spun around me um, for years until I got to, and I'm terrible with dates, but until I fell out of the palm tree and smashed my foot up. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and I realised, um, in fact, I remember, I remember smashing my foot and um, thinking as I was in the ambulance in Fiji heading towards the hospital, there's a whole story I thought that there. was a metaphor. No, you literally fell out of a palm tree and smashed your foot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I literally okay. was in Fiji. I said, Michelle, take this picture of me. It's great. The sun was setting in the distance. It's one of those palm trees that hangs out over the water, you know, over the beach and then over the water. Oh, brilliant, yeah. So yeah. I'm climbing to the end of the palm tree to get this photo with the sun in the behind and the water and the palm tree. And um, and palm trees survive hurricanes because they, they're super <laughs> flexible, right? Yeah. They move yeah. a lot, right? So as I'm getting towards the end, the thing's just like, Whoa, it's moving all over. And I look down and it's about three metres down um, to some water and sand. And I think, I've seen the movies, right? People jump from heights. It'll be cool. And there's a bit of water and sand. It'll be, it'll be all right. So, I think I'm better having a controlled fall than like falling on my head. So, I drop out of this at the end of this palm tree down through the water, through the bit of sand, which oh, was like an inch deep and then onto a huge flat rock that was sitting under the sand. No. Um, and my, both my heels hit. I thought, whoa, and I'm laying in the water thinking, whoa, those heels are really, really, they're, they're sore. And Michelle's yelling out, told you not to climb the tree. Told you not to climb the tree. <laughs> and what have you done? You've injured yourself? Uh, and I said, no, no, I'm good. I'm just, I'm good. And I'm pulling myself along in this shallow water, <coughs> waiting for the, the pain in my heels to disappear. And the pain disappeared out of my right heel. And the pain in my left heel didn't disappear. Oh, and, oh dear. And and I just went, oh, that's broken. That's broken. So anyway, trip to hospital, which was which was like you know, you see the scenes out of like a World War One movie where they, they've got the bodies coming in and they you know, they lift the, the, the injured guy onto the bear that's got blood from the previous guy. Like, it was like that, right? So first of all, these Fijians lift me into a van. They take me to the hospital in a van, laying on the back of the van, um, and I arrive and there's just, you know, it's crazy. You, you know, I needed to go to the loo, so they took me to the loo and it was like just a hole in the ground in the hospital. And anyway, they, they, um, they I said, look, I think it's broken. And they said, oh, I think it's okay. I said, no, I'm pretty sure it's broken. <laughs> um, and they said, well, we haven't got a radiographer. Um, I said, well, can you get one? Because they had a, they had an X-ray unit there. They said, oh, she's she's off and she lives she lives an hour away. Um, and it's hard for her to get here. And I said, well, I'll just pay. I'll get a taxi and I'll pay for her to come. So they said, okay. So I paid for a taxi to go and pick her up and bring her back. She comes back, she takes the x-ray. She goes, no, I think it's okay. And I said, there is no heel there. And heel was, <laughs> the heel has disappeared. Because my, my heel, that big calcaneal bone at the back, had just imploded on itself. Uh, oh. Pulled an eggshell fracture. So it had completely disappeared. And... Um, uh, so they put me in a in a, another van and put an ambulance sticker on the side of the van, right? And I'm 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 in the back, and we're heading to the other hospital. And the the uh, the nurse that they put in the van with me, she goes, "Oh, Mr. Ben, Mr. Ben, it's a bit cold tonight. Do, can, do you, would it be okay if we just stopped on the way for me to go and get a cardigan?" I went, "Yeah, oh, yeah, no dramas. Yeah, it's all good." So Did you correct we, her? It's Dr. Ben. And yes, you can get your cardigan. <laughs> no, she called me Mr. Ben. They always call you Mr. <laughs> and, and your first name. 
So, Mr. Ben, so I said, yeah, great. So we pull over and it's just, it's just nothing. It's crickets and it's dark. And there's uh, some Fijian dude driving the van. The, the nurse goes out and she disappears. Uh, she's gone for an hour. <laughs> I'm just on this other road for an hour while she's trekked through the jungle to get her cardigan and trek back to the, to the van. Anyway, she comes back um, and we head off to the main hospital and the rest, there's a whole other story there. But uh, it's still at that point, I, I reminded, I said to myself, you know what, this is cool. I, I broke my foot. Uh, I'll get it fixed and I'll just, I'll have three months off. I, you know, literally I'll have a break. I haven't had a long break for a while. This will be great. I'm in control. Took a break. It's all good. Have a break. Have a break, right? And so, anyway, I got home. I had the foot reconstructed, you know, wandered around for 12 weeks in my dressing gown. Uh, Hugh Hefner, built some model airplanes, read some books, uh, living the dream. And at the end of 12 weeks, we were due to take the cast off. And I remember going to the, the podiatry surgeon that did the work and, and, and I'm just thinking, I'll get the cast off. I'm good. I'm back. I'm back into it. That's great. It's been a good break. Oh, I'm going to take the cast off. They take the cast off and it's the foot's manky. It's got no function because it's been seized up. Uh, when I smashed the foot, I'd torn through all the joints, um, fractured through the joint lines. And I, oh. I couldn't walk. I, I, was, I couldn't walk. And I remember that night. Uh, we drove up to a friend's place to stay uh, back when you could visit friends uh, <laughs> and um, uh, out of regional. And, uh, mate, I just sobbed. Mm. I, I couldn't believe it. And it was, it was that moment that I realised that I wasn't omnipotent, that, that I wasn't in control of everything that was going on. Uh, and it was a real shock, like a real shock. And from that moment onwards, in fact, it was, it was like, it was almost like the power had been completely turned off, not dimmed down, it was completely turned off. And I, we, we stayed there a couple of nights and I remember driving back, it was up at um, Wangaratta, and we're driving back towards Gippsland. And I'm, I said to Michelle, don't go home. I can't go home. I, I, it's like, just keep driving because I can't, I don't, I don't want to settle and settle and realise just, how messed up my, my life is, right? How terrible it is because I'm no longer in control. Um, and so from that point on, it's pretty much I kind of, I just kept going down and down and down until I was, uh, I was doing depression uh, mm. very well, very well. I would stay in bed. I remember one day I went into the team and said, team, you're just going to have to take over the business. You know, I, I'm out. I can't, I can't participate. Um, uh, I had a walking stick, you know, that, that was a huge knock to, to mm. walk around with a walking stick, like to see myself in the mirror as I walked past the shop and see myself with a walking stick. Um, I remember one day I, I was driving to work and I looked at a, a power pole next to the BP service station in Maui uh, and for about five seconds as I drove towards it, I thought about veering off and smashing the car into the pole. Mm. So, uh, mate, that was my defining moment, you know, that fall mm. out of the palm tree. Up to that point, I knew it all. Mm. I don't know whether it's age. I wonder whether it's a defining moment that happens at some point and, and sometimes that is when we're a bit younger. Mm. Um, what about you, Janesh? 
Um, let's lift. Let's lift it because that went down. Yeah. Uh, before, yeah, before yeah, I, I, I got heavy. No, but I do want to ask you two <laughs> questions before before I give you my response. Um, one, uh, what was the starting point of pulling you out of that state? Yeah, it's a good question, mate. So that lasted till the end of the year. Mm. What was the instigator to, and obviously there was probably multiple things that kind of compounded to, to pull you out, but what was like the, what was first gear, so to speak, to, yeah. to start that there were, ball? There were, there were two things. Um, and, and I can remember Michelle saying to me, she said, why are you so unhappy? You know, you've got beautiful family, <clears> you've got a great practice, we're still making money, uh, you live in an amazing home. That, and I said, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I'm just unhappy. I'm just, I just, I can't see happiness. I can't see any light. Um, anyway, so towards the end of the year, um, I two things happened and almost within the same week. Uh, I caught up with a chiropractic uh, group of chiros. It was an end of year kind of celebration. I caught up with a group of chiros and there was a neurological chiro there and I was talking to him about it and he said, mate, it's, it's just neurological. We need to get your, your nerve system rewired again. You know, when you've had chronic pain for a long time, it can, it can set up a real... Pat, weird pattern in your in your conscious, he said. So we need to we need to get you rewired. Let me give you some neurological exercises to do that I think mm. will help. So I started those that week after we left that party, uh, and li- well, literally the same week, a mate of mine called me and said, "Hey Benny, we're building a, a medical clinic. Are you interested in partnering up with us to build a radiology clinic?" Uh, and and my creative, which is you know, which is my normal operating. Uh, mode, it just turned on, right? And I kind of reconnected with some of my core values around creation and making an impact. And and those two things came together. And so I built a radiology company over the next seven years, um, did my exercises, uh, and within probably two to three weeks, just the lights started to come back on, like quickly. Mm-hmm. It's like someone just turned the dial and it's just like came, the lights came back on again. Um I was reconnected with purpose, had, had a mission, um, and and I was off. And it, it hasn't been a smooth ride. There's been plenty of ups and downs in the years that followed that. Um, when I when I get challenged about my ability to control my world, you know, mm. when when a challenge comes in, I go, "Whoa! I thought I was in control again." Um, mm. So so there's been ongoing challenge, but that was a moment. Mm. Uh, I, I rewired my neurology, and I got connected with something. I had yeah. a sense of purpose again. Yeah. Mate, and the other question is, mate, um, how was the photo? What photo? Did you did Michelle actually take the photo? Oh, she didn't get the photo. She did get a photo <laughs> oh. of me getting loaded. She did get a photo of me getting loaded into the van uh, and carried up the beach with the Fijians. Uh, we did get some photos of the um, it was funny, there was a picture that we took, I remember. Mate, because I, t- I make the light of I make the lighter stuff, right? And and we I'm laying on this bloody bed. And um, there's this picture of this ankle, this big blown up ankle on the wall, right? It's a warning saying, you know, beware of some kind of worm that the mosquito can transmit. When it bites you, the worm kind of gets in and, you know, and it makes you all distorted. Well, there's this picture of this huge bloated ankle and I'm looking at that and I'm looking down at my ankle and my ankle's all bloated. And so we've got a picture of that on the wall. So you've got a picture of me being loaded in the ambulance with the sticker. Um, all that we got for the, all that for the gram and Instagram didn't what? even exist back then, mate. Mate, this was MySpace. <laughs> this was this was uh, 
Ask Jeeves. This was on a real camera. This was on a, this was on a real camera. Mate, I, I have to ask. As Michelle, Michelle must have held this, this story for a long, long time. There must just be now this ingrained, when you're doing something Michelle doesn't agree with, she's like, Don't climb the tree. Remember the palm tree, Ben. <laughs> this is a palm tree. Uh, Does the, that happen? The, her mantra is her mantra is um her mantra is uh it's something like it's you always injure yourself. Uh what's gonna be your injury this holiday? <laughs> Because I do tend to, oh, man, I love adventure, right? So I'm always out exploring and I'm, I'm often, you know, I love my early mornings getting out and about and I'll often come back, she's just getting out of bed and I'll be hobbling in or I'll be, you know, holding my arm. And she, what have you done this morning? Oh, I fell off the bike, uh, you know, whatever. So uh, it has, the story has lasted. Ben is always injuring himself. Oh, that's hilarious. That's that's really funny. I'm I'm in the similar category. Matt is always injuring himself. I wonder what happens when the three of us hang out. Which one of us is the one that gets the injuries? I'm mm. hoping it's hoping it's you, mate. Maybe uh, you'll spare me. <laughs> must be Janesh's turn. Yeah. Mate, speaking sure. of turn, what about you? When do, do you remember when you realised that you weren't omnipotent? Yeah, probably two. Two moments, I think. Um, probably, I think one was one was a defining moment, and the other one was um, was kind of time. I think it reminded me. The second time was like, yeah, it reminded me of of a defining moment. So, um, so I'm. Not, I think I think you two do, do know. So um, when I was fourteen, uh, I lost my brother. In a car accident, and um, coincidentally enough, it's actually tomorrow. So we're we're recording today on the 29th. So tomorrow would be 20 years, actually. Uh, wow! Yeah, um, mm. since he passed away, and that was like a wow. You grow up really quick uh, in a family of two boys. Now one boy, and you go wow. How do you be a rock for your parents? And then that put things in perspective, and then that mm. probably changed like. High school for a little bit, but not really, because then you kind of go into, you go back into the norm, right? And then it was probably after, after uni, um, spending four years doing a banking and finance degree, going and working at a bank, and then going, I'm going to go travel, and then realizing that travel realized, oh, nothing's guaranteed. Right, like, and it kind of pulled me back to that defining moment, like, kind of when my brother passed away and gone, tomorrow's not, might not be there. So why, um, why chase, why chase the money? Uh, was my original kind of thinking of, um, I think going into banking finance earlier on, straight out of high school, I was like, ah, oh, the earning potential is great, right? Sure, um, and then I go, oh, there's a little bit more to it, um. And that was probably the oh hold on let's explore what is there how do you how do you have both how do you mm. have like how do you have like super amounts of joy um, and have either enough or still have have the money that you need um, not that you want right I think you need and want are two different things and kind of really early on gone oh um, I want. 
a million, but I don't need a million. Like, um, and don't get me wrong, I do like my toys, and I'm like, ah, oh, but I don't, uh, but I want a lot more than I need. And, um, but it's that those two moments were probably like, oh, let's explore, and probably started probably some of the going down the rabbit hole of um, mm-hmm. a bunch of things and thinking outside the box. And, um, and I think when I came back to Australia after that trip, um, oh, I changed it, I changed everything. I think I still I remember when I came back. I'm like, I'm gonna buy a sports car. Had no money, no money at all. Um, just obviously, I'm gonna find a way. I'm gonna find a way. And it was like, got back in like September. In like end of December, I'd sold um, sold the car that I had for like three grand. Um, kept borrowing mum and dad's car, and then uh, it was like the last just before New Year's. I remember. Um, bought like an Audi A4, like twin turbo, blacked out, like it was it was epic. It was so good. And then um, uh, didn't go back to the bank. Uh, signed uh, in, um, applied for a master's of education. Got in, and then I was like, all right, we're um, we're gonna go, we're gonna go back and uh, crush another year of uni. When I go, I'm like, yes, I got out of uni. Now I'm like, oh, I'm going back to uni. Um, and yeah, try and change like trajectory, right? So um, that was kind of the moment where I go, I can, let's have it all. Let's have it all. Let's let's have the lifestyle, have the um, what you're doing for, for work uh, on a day-to-day basis be super enjoyable. Um, but yeah, both of them kind of, both of them compounded, um, mm-hmm. I think, when I look at things, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That's an interesting thing to, you know, and I, and I don't know whether you guys have done that, but I've done that recently while I was away on holiday, which is to have a look at how much do you really need? Like actually get get a, get a number. Like what is the number? What is the number for, first of all, to, to get by? How much do you actually need to get by? To put food on the table uh, and pay the bills and then how much do you need to put food on the table, pay the bills and do the other stuff that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like car every few years, have some holidays every year, you know. I mean, how much do you really, like really need when you do the math? Mm. Uh, it's a super interesting, interesting Is exercise. Um, yeah. And and then, of course, at my age, 52, going on 53 this year, um, in two weeks, put it in your diary, boys, 14th of October. Um Parties Present, at your house? Presents fine. Just send them express post <laughs> so they arrive in time. Um, uh, party. Oh, mate, mm. I'm, in, I'm Metro. <laughs> but party, is that um, – are you giving us a history lesson, Matt? Is that history? What, 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 is, what is a party? Yeah. What's a party? Is it history? It's a, it's a, it's a thing that you op- do. You, you all come together on, on Zoom and, and you hang out. And or is it, a and PR, yeah. is it a PR stunt? Because if you have a party, you're definitely going to get in the news. Yeah. Right, you definitely. If you can't afford a marketing budget, have everyone at the party wear your logo, and you're going to get in the news. Mm. Right. Remember the days you could have more than five people at a party. Five. Yeah, I remember. Oh, you can't even have. You can't have one at the moment. You can't have one. I knew that. I, you I, can't I, be at your own party. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, mate, on that. Like you're trying to find it again, and I'm I'm with you. That number, you know, they've done the pursuit of happiness, or you know, worked out. Scientists have worked out what is the number, the average number of money needed 
to meet that need. And it's not it's not as much as we think. It's like eighty thousand. Yeah, seventy five seventy five K. Yeah, seventy five K you can anything more than that. That's yeah, that's the happiness away. thing. So they say that up to 75, if you're un, doing under 75K a year, there can be a level of unhappiness. You're right, there's a struggle, a bill arrives and there's some pain around trying to pay it and, you know, Sacrifice things can be needed. tight. Living in 2021, right? Mm. But over, and so, and so there's a level of unhappiness. But once you hit kind of 75K, everything's paid for. You can put food on the table. There's no reason then not to be happy. If you choose, right? There's, yeah. and, and then happiness doesn't necessarily increase dramatically once we cross 75. So someone earning 75 can be just as happy as someone earning 150, as someone earning 500, as someone earning 1.5 mil a year. They can be just mm. as happy. Mm. So, and, and sometimes um, maybe even happier because they got less stress. You've got less things um, that can potentially go wrong, less moving parts, you know, less money going out, less loans. Mm-hmm. Yes, you don't have as much coming in, but yeah, if you meet all your needs and you've got small disposable income, that means that you can you can have your novelty, you know, as you were saying, holidays, buy presents for people, all those little extras, then potentially, yeah, you're happier than that person with a one point five million dollars, lots of overheads. Mm. Particularly in this climate, one thing goes wrong, and you know, say you, I don't know. Yeah, you can't make a payment because something happens. You've got a lot of pressure hanging over you. That could be quite stressful versus that person that doesn't, doesn't have those, you know, extra nice things, I guess. Mm. Now, the tension comes from where you are and where you think you need to be. And in that tension, um, a meaningless world we put meaning to, you can put a meaning that I'm unhappy because I don't have that. And, of course, that's what marketers feed on. Uh, that's what's currently, you know, dare we go there mm-hmm. uh, that's what's driving the current narrative that we see out there mm-hmm. i was listening to an interesting clinical psychiatrist the other day talking about why people have uh, do we want to go there mm. <laughs> <laughs> why, why people are, are currently it's like opening the can and looking at it and going if maybe it, this is next week why why people buy a narrative let's say mm. why people do why do people buy into a narrative and and how does it become the narrative become such so mainstream and bought in by everybody and the clinical psychologist said there's two key factors that need to happen first of all people need to be driven by fear and often it starts as a, as a small fear a sense of discontent a sense of unease around what's happening in their world but secondly, and most importantly, they need to have a lack of connection with purpose. They, mm. they, they must be feeling that at some level their, their world is meaningless. They, they just mm. don't have – they don't know what, why they're existing. They no longer have a sense of meaning in their world. We take a lack of meaning and fear. We now have a perfect, perfect situation to create a new narrative for these people. And of course, that was the situation, right? We, we have it globally. We have so many people that have lost connection with meaning. Now, what's their life really about? Um, that's been around for some years now. That sense of ikigai, as the Japanese would say. And then secondly, we throw in some fear. Mm. Uh, he said the third component is that fear needs to be then fed mm. and fed and fed and fed. And we need to build it until the point reaches where people then must grab onto something. And mm. at that moment, we then give them something to grab hold of. Mm. Yep. Certainty. 
because the certainty, unknown is certainty so terrifying. Of, around something about that's something. causing their fear. fear. Certainty around mm-hmm. something that is the enemy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and marketers do that. You know, um, I've got some level of lack of purpose, lack of meaning. I've got some fear, some un, you know uncertainty in my world, and then Apple comes along and says, "Hey, we got you, man. Hmm. Buy the With new this iPhone, iPhone. 13, iPhone 13. You'll know exactly. You'll take who beautiful you are. pictures. You'll be able <laughs> to connect you with your family online. It'll be, you know, that is the solution. And they and, they, and, we, and we buy it, right? We buy that narrative. Mm. And yeah. you know, currently we have a narrative around that's been bought by everyone around COVID nineteen and around that there is a pandemic. I'm not saying there's not. Uh, that's now shifted. We're no longer having a conversation around COVID nineteen. That was that was the bad guy. Uh, now the the narrative is around vaccination. Of course, we're not going to have that conversation. But but there is a whole narrative around vaccination to the point that I heard yesterday. Our beautiful premier, Dr. Dan Andrews. Well, he's not doctor. That's right. It's Mister Dan Andrews, um, <laughs> our leader. And I quote: He said, "Make no mistake, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated." Mm-hmm. In an ABC interview. Interesting. Mm. Now, I don't know, but w- w- I understood leadership wasn't about creating division. Um, so we've gone from COVID's a bad guy to uh, the, the, the solution is now it's, it's about vaccination. Now, uh, the, new, the new evil is the unvaccinated people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, and 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 the key to this, this this guy was saying the key to to keeping a narrative around uh, to keep it alive is to keep is to build rituals that people can follow. I'm not saying this is not important. Mask wearing, hand sanitizing, social distancing, vaccinating, and he said the more bizarre the ritual can be, the more people will stay in the narrative in the story. And we've seen that with religions, we've seen that with. You know, global leaders in the past um, that have managed to point a finger at someone or something said, hey, that's the reason that you're in fear. Here's a purpose. Grab hold of it and let's build some rituals around that to reinforce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're seeing that right now. Mm-hmm. Sense of purpose. It's key. Understanding where you are, understanding what's really important, understanding what really makes you happy not what we're sold is going to make us happy. Mm. I think I might have got off tangent then, but no, nah, that's good. I think. Um, Go for it. Oh, thanks, mate. I think that um, it is interesting that a lot of the fear that people have is around, um, you know, that we all have is we're so programmed to be able to look into the future and work out where we're going. But if you take that away, take the future away. As Janesh said, when you were young, you were forced into knowing that there might not be a future. We're all looking at that right now going, there may not be a tomorrow. We've all booked a holiday and had to cancel it. So we're starting to not look too far into the future because there's no certainty and forced to live day at a time. For some people, that's disempowering. There's no meaning there. There's no purpose. Um, And they're being totally fed this fearful narrative all the time. You can see how that might um, play out. But at the same time, there's an opportunity here to, you know, all these spiritual gurus, all these um, personal development models, a lot of them are talking about being present, being in the moment. Um, and, and so we do have people forced into this situation where 
there's a choice. Be in the moment and there's potentially liberation there. Or you're, you're forced into having to live in the moment, wishing you were somewhere else, and that's a huge amount of pain. So it is interesting that, that the environment is creating a situation where there could be um, a great opportunity for self-improvement, you know, as far as um, living in the moment more. Do you, what do you think? I mean, as a society, we've always want to be somewhere we're not. As you said, with marketing, grass is always greener. That's how we sell a product. Be somebody, buy this, you know. But right now, some of that's not going to work. So it does set up this opportunity for people to have a huge level of growth. What, what do you guys think about that? I think there's no better time. There's been mm-hmm. no better time for us to, uh, to, for us to reflect on our lives and, and, and where we want to go. And, mm-hmm. and we've, we always see that. Every single moment, not just right now, but every single moment, there are people that either drift, they just kind of let go of the reins, they let go of the tiller, and they just let the world take them where it's going to take them. Um, then there are those that kind of plod, that just, you know, bit of this, bit of that, you're neither here nor there. Mm. And then there's those that decide, that they go, hey, mm. this, is, this, is, this is how I want to be. This is how I want to behave. This is the character I want to bring to my day. And, and they're in a way different place. All three, by the way, really their lives aren't much different today. Physically, yeah. yeah. Physically. But if you project them out a week, there's maybe a difference if you put them about a month or a year or in three years from now. And when we're three years from now, there'll be three kind of people. There's those that drifted, there's those that kind of dabbled, and there's those that decided. Uh, and the decided will be in a way different place. They'll be in a way different place financially. They'll be in a way different place with their health. I mean, how many people have we seen that have let their health drift? Mm. You know, I've come back from holiday for, for eight weeks away Um uh, back into into the practice and and seeing patients in this last week, mate, the weight that people have put on in the eight weeks mm. that I've been away, and and I and I talk and I'm honest with the patients, you know, I, I give them a bit of a hug and say, you know, I love you, and that's why I'm going to just be honest with you for a second. Would that be okay? And they go, yeah, sure, mate. You're getting fat. You're getting fat. <laughs> I love it. Um, they pay for that level of honesty. yeah. Uh, yeah. And they go, oh, no, I oh, know. It's just, you know, I haven't been able to get out, locked down, and, you know, I'm just I'm bored and, you know. It's interesting just, when they you go, know, I'm miserable. I can't be able to get out, but you can still go for a walk around the block. I know. I was, uh, so was going to say, Benny's not going to let that excuse yeah. fly. There's drift, <laughs> uh, there's dabble, <laughs> and then there's decide, right? And so these guys have just drifted. They've just mm-hmm. let the world take them, right? So, you know, you can be the one in the drift column and in – in a month from now, because we'll still be in lockdown for another month, in a month from now, you can be further drifted, further overweight, further unhealthy, further poor, um, further disconnected from family, further disconnected from loved ones, or you could have decided and you're fitter than you've ever been. Mm. You're faster than you've ever been. You're stronger than you've ever been. Your relationships are more powerful than they've ever been. Your bank account's looking better than it's ever looked. Um, that's decide. Mm. Right? And, and that decision... Um, needs to take place. Yeah, you've got to work out what are the areas that you want to make that that decision. You know, because there is there's multiple areas. There's health. There's relationships. There's mission. Mm-hmm. There's um, family. There's partner. There's all these areas of our life. But if we don't identify them first, and then work out where we want to take them, how can we? Yeah, how can we influence them in any way? They'll just be 
um, influenced however they are by different. our environment. Yeah. But I think also people are going to potentially decide in certain areas of their their worlds and then drift yeah. and plod in the others. Like yeah. whatever is the most probably the most noisiest, not even the most uh, important at the moment. I think we live in a noisy world and whatever is the most noisiest, they're going to potentially decide on. And all the ones that are probably more important than the noisy ones, they'll probably drift or plot and go, oh, I probably should decide on this now, as you said, and then Benny and then go, in three years' time, if I decide on this now, it's going to, it's going to be better, right? But they're not because it's not noisy, it's not important because it's this, um, it's a, this uh, potential, like, um, pause this mandated pause right but it doesn't have to be a pause um you can you can decide right i think it, the drifters are subconsciously deciding not to make a decision mm-hmm. right if yeah, uh, when, if you're not making not, a decision is a decision yeah yeah but either way you're deciding people are paralyzed that when people are so paralyzed they're not paused they're paralyzed at the moment mm. So overwhelmed. Question with the paralyzed and going back to when we said um, what is enough, right? And, you know, we know people who have taken a role or started a business and they've gone, you know what, I'm going to do this for X amount of time, make a bank and then get out. But when they go in, at times if they're not diligent enough, they've they've built this lifestyle that is funded by this um, by making bank. So, but then whatever they're doing doesn't bring them joy. They're not happy anymore. And I know I've asked um, a few clients and a few friends, I've gone, why don't you do something else? They're like, because I can't. I've got this, this like epic mansion that I need to fund. I need to pay the mortgage. I've got these cars. I've got kids in these schools. I've got, they've built this lifestyle around this thing that, uh, and they're like, I just want to, Simplify, but, but but I can't. It's that that enough, and it's interesting what we're seeing now with with our country and our state in terms of what is enough, and the the goalposts change. But I think it's the same as that lifestyle. Your goalposts change. Your business does better. You get a promotion. Oh, you know, great. We can we can buy a bigger house. We're gonna do that, Renault. Um, but then it's like there's no that enough. That line of enough is bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger so there is no you can't exit you can't change because you're bound by a lifestyle um that again you're like oh i just i just can't i i I can't make a change because i've got all these commitments um which which is really interesting and this is that fear of not making those commitments um and, and that's when that enough it's like it's just turns into keeping up with the joneses I feel like that's um, that's another point of what Benny was saying, that there's a decision there. But the decision is to live a life that isn't authentic to you. Maybe we haven't asked ourselves, what do I actually want? That sounds like the narrative, you know, fortune, fame, you know, bigger house, bigger cars. That, that If that's not, you know, for some people, that's their story. They want to produce a huge amount of financial wealth. They want to have, but some of us don't want that, but we we move towards it because we've been conditioned to think that's what we want. But if you don't spend enough time to actually say, no, what do I want? What does Matt want? Then you can't create your own story. You create someone else's, get to a point where you have all those things, but you don't feel the way you thought you would feel. And that's debilitating. Like, 
you know, you've carved out this life and now you have all these commitments and these bills you've got to pay. Identity's tied up in that. I'm the successful, affluent person. That sounds like a trap to me, a cage. Mm. I think, you know, a lot of people don't want to look. A lot of people don't want to, you know, they don't want to, they don't want, don't want to have that conversation in their head about what do they really want. And so they do what they should do, not mm. what they really, really want to do. And of course, that's all just part of the narrative, you know, like you and I, well, I say you and I, maybe not you guys, because I'm old, but um, I grew up yes. in a house in a, in a, I think it was two, maybe three bedroom home. There's four of us, mum and dad and the two boys, uh, one bathroom. And we were like, we were super happy. Mm. Uh, my house has got five bathrooms. How many kids do you have? Three. Oh, that makes sense. You each get one each. It's Pretty much. Five, right? <laughs> do you use uh, all five? You know, like still. Do you still Sorry? use? Do you use all five? Uh, one one bit tends not to get used, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we need to sneak around in the morning and put out of order on. Four yeah, out of order. Watch what happens. But you know what? It's like it's we just bought. You know, this mate. You can't be happy with one. Two, <laughs> you could get by with, but real happiness is three bathrooms. Doctor Steve, you want to be has super happy. <laughs> go four, go four bathrooms. You know, like it's just a narrative that we've you know we've bought into. Um, and that's you know, five like, bathrooms you know, you've got to clean, mate. I've got one, and I hate cleaning it. Getting the toothbrush into the grout. Oh, you've got kids though. I, I got a cleaner. Out, out. You got a cleaner. <laughs> so, um, because uh, you got to have a cleaner. <laughs> you sounds like you need two, mate. It's one for each bathroom. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, uh, but then you go away on a holiday, right? And you stay in a cabin somewhere. It's one bathroom and maybe two bedrooms. One's got, you know, a set of bunks in it. The other one's got the main room and there's only one bathroom, one little kitchen that kind of feeds out to the same living room and and you have such a great time, do you know? Like, we, we, just, we just buy into these, into these stories. Mm. As, but is it the know. contrast, though? So if you lived in that, if you lived in that all the time, you go. You know what? I'm gonna go stay in a five bedroom. Pl- I mean, five bathroom place, right? Mm-hmm. You go, oh, this is epic. Um, but I think the contrast. It- without the contrast, you don't go necessarily holiday in your home city necessarily, right? You go somewhere else because it's <laughs> contrast. And then if mm-hmm. you were living regional or say in a jungle all the time, you go. Oh, you know what? I want to go to the big city. I want to go. To mm-hmm. the- I want to go. I want to see some tall buildings, right? Like I think. Contrast is um, is I think part of that, but it's interesting enough. Like now, people can't unless you you decide. Uh, contrast is really hard to find right now in the current mm. climate. Right, mm. really hard to find contrast that brings happiness, that sparks creativity, that um, sparks new thinking, um, yeah. gives that sense of just relax and be able to switch off. It's um, because it, Mate, yeah, I just on that, I, I agree with you. I think it is difficult because we're looking for things that aren't necessarily there. We got to change the way we look. Like, for example, I've been trying to leave Warrandyte my whole life. I've always been trying to leave this place, and and for me, traveling the world was about finding the best place in the world, and then I'm going to live there. And and then I've met my partner who's moved. She's been traveling the world also searching for the place, and she lives in Warrandyte and she's found it. 
and I meet her and she's telling me the best place in the world is Warrandyte and I'm scratching my head going, really? I've been trying to get out of this place for the last 15 years. And because I'm forced to be here I've and I've got someone who's really excited about it, I'm reliving Warrandyte and I'm realising it's all changing. You know, the way that you look at things really affects them. Suddenly I'm like, oh, my God, this is a beautiful place. Now I'm noticing all these. Since 10Ks opened up, mate, <laughs> it is so busy here. Everyone wants to come to Warrandyte. I'm like, has it always been like this? And I've missed it. Like, mm. it is actually really beautiful. And But I think that for me the narrative was, you know, I'm pretty minimal, minimalistic, but the travel the, the glory to be, you know, seeked outside and it was all about adventure and, and needing to leave, I'm starting to realise that that adventure can exist just down the road and that just by how you look at things, they change. Mm. This is a really, really beautiful place. Mm. Goes back I think that's where this, this time right now, no better time mm. for us to kind of make some new meanings. Mm. There's no yeah. better time for us to decide on how, how we want to feel about the world. Um, or not. Mm, right. I think it's just to choose. I think it's that time of that reflection um, when people go, I think Matt and I, you and I spoke about it ages ago in an episode um, on pandemic mindset on like mm-hmm. you can use, you can choose how you use this time, right? You can, uh, and, or if you don't choose, you, you're, you're not deciding. So you're still a, it's still a choice. But it's, as you said, Ben, it goes into that drifting category, right? It's like you can choose to um, to build that business, to start that hobby, to, um, to to be fit, to look after your health because, you know what, um, I can actually stand at my desk today uh, or I'm going to move, I'm gonna move uh, my computer to the, um, to the kitchen counter so I can stand most of the day. Um, like you can, di- you can make these decisions or you can just go through and um, – don't go for a walk, put on weight, be unhappy, uh, just watch a bunch of TV, news, Netflix, and then and wait. And this is, they're all this decisions is too. I think mm. that's what we're getting at, that they're the decisions, but you can make different decisions. But mm. isn't it true that the brain always tries to prevent you from changing? So if I haven't been working out, my brain goes, oh, what's the point? You've got to work out for years to get fit, you know? So we make it so big that it's so hard to get going, but, Really, you build a, a body one one session at a time. You know, you, you just got to do do ten minutes. You know, it's the same with the with the business. I'm putting my neck out here, but you you put in you know an hour here, an hour there, and in a month's time you've got it. You know, it's just those little tiny steps. But our head's not going to help us because we resist change. We're in a pattern of comfort. Maybe it's going to be quite hard initially, but once you get momentum. It does get easier, hey. Mm, but it's also that um, yeah, it's it's harder now because there is a there's a larger narrative, as you were saying, Ben. There's a larger narrative that's easier, right? Um, we're wired to go down the path of least resistance, right? And to follow a a narrative that has like said rituals um, is easier. So mm. to decide um, is is harder. To change is harder. Like, not saying to go. This is um, my disclaimer. Not saying to break any restrictions, but you can also go. Hey, this time, yeah, I've got this time, but what do I do with it? Is it just doom and gloom, or you do I really buy into this narrative, or am I just aware of the narrative? I'm aware of 
what's what, what's going on, and then make my own choice within within the within the best best ability, right? So it's it's interesting. I think a lot of people are in, unfortunately, uh, I would say in in Australia. When I say in Australia, I think Victoria, New South Wales, in that drifter and plod um, category. I think waiting for it to change, but we can. You know, it's Ben's biggest fear when he jumped out of the tree was he realised that he can't change and control everything. Mm. But we can control us and how we respond. That's where our power is. And remembering remembering that sometimes and reminding each other that is is powerful. You, you can create some positive change, but it won't necessarily be easy. There's that quote, I remember it was in, maybe it was in that past episode where we talked about doing what is hard and your life will be easy. Do what's easy, and your life will be hard. And I find that guides a lot of my decisions, that there's an easy way and there's a hard way, and often if you're willing to put in the effort for the challenge to meet it, then there's a level of ease that comes from that. It's just, it's, it works for the body. It works for the business. It works for everything. It's not easy to work out an hour every day. It's much easier to sit on the couch. But when I do it, do I feel epic afterwards? Do I feel strong? Do I feel um, really huge self-belief? Yes. And does it mm. get easier? Yes. So I wonder if someone's listening to this, um, I wonder if we could pose them a good question to kind of think about as we kind of wrap the episode up, you know, like, mm. um, you know, what is it you could do today to decide? What decision mm. do you need to make today? Not a, not necessarily a big one, but what like as Janesh was saying, what's a little what's a little decision that you could make today? How could you move away from being a drifter or a dabbler to a decision maker? How could you turn naughty Benny? <laughs> oh, <laughs> screw it. Uh, how could you turn the pandemic of the unvaccinated uh, into a like a positive thing? Mm. How could how could this be? Like, how could you reflect on this in two or three years' time and go, wow, thank God for that because it was, it was during that that I decided. Mm. And like you say, it's a little decide, right? So, you know, if you're heading in this direction uh, and you just shift by that much and we project that shift mm. over weeks or months or years, you're in a totally different place because mm. of that tiny shift. Mm. I wonder what that tiny shift is for the people that are listening to this. And I, th I think that's a good point. It, go for tiny. Mm -hmm. Go for Promise yourself five minutes at the gym. If you haven't been going to the gym and you think that you're going for an hour, four days a week, you're not. You know, just five minutes once. Mm -hmm. And then next week, five minutes twice. And then the week after, 10 minutes, you know, like really easy wins to it's make more sustainable that, that too. change. Mm. Because if you do it, you feel good about doing it. And that, that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you make it too hard to get the win, then it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy the other way. Mm. See, we want to build momentum. So what is one thing you could do today that might set you up for tomorrow? So, fellas, I'm going to put you both on the spot here. The same question that we just asked our listeners. What's one thing today um, that you will do? And when this airs, uh, you can comment on it because it will air after today and you can air if it actually you actually did decide. So what's one thing today that you're going to decide on? 
I'll go first. I, I've had some challenges. I need to really sort out internet. So I'm doing everything possible. I will have fully functioning, higher quality internet than you, Janesh. Great. By the next episode. And I will, yeah, that's, that, it's the thing that needs to change because it's a lot of pain here and not a lot of understanding. People are like, dude. We're in the 21st century. You can't get internet. I'm like, yes. So I'm going to do everything possible to make that happen. Mm. Starting in five minutes, I'm calling NBN. Uh, listeners, if you're if you're going to write into Maddie and suggest that he maybe even just try using data on his Humor. phone for 4G, um, don't waste your time because we've already had that conversation with him. Um, if you can all please put a list of comments in the comment section of useful tips, um, that would be really helpful. Like, yes, turning on your mobile phone 4G, roaming, mm, things mm. like that are really helpful right now. And you might need to put instructions in, you yeah, know, step by your step. phone, pictures, on. pictures. Mm, maybe even send uh, a little video on how yeah. to do it. What's one thing you're going to change, Dinesh or Benny? Let's, let's oh, you go first, Janesh. No, you go, Ben. You go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's a quality question, right? Because it, it actually see, it sends you looking for where, where am I? Um, where am I not being my best right now? Where you know where could I make a decision that would make me better? Uh, and it's important that we we kind of recognise that because we're we're always doing great, but are we doing our best? Right. So where could we do better? Uh, where could there be an improvement? And I think for me, and I started to feel it yesterday, was um, was was creating the space, the time to just sit, uh, mm. to just sit and and do some reading, uh, and that it doesn't have to be just back to back to back to back to back. That putting some space into my calendar where there's just some space. So I've got. A couple of beautiful chairs. Sitting, I sit over there. It's where I sit in my morning to do my meditations, and that's the that's it. I, then I get off that chair and I I pretty much don't sit and relax again at some level for the rest of the day. And yesterday, I I just looked at my calendar. And I had I, I had a gap. It was actually before you and I caught up yesterday, Janesh. And I thought I'm just going to go over there with a cup of tea and just sit um, uh, and read. And not read something that's about building more and doing more. And you know, I was just reading. In fact, I was reading a bit of Eckhart Tolle stuff and. I'm going to, to, yeah, I know. In fact, let me read you. Is it a power of now? What, which one are you reading? Have you got uh, pants on, Ben? (laughs) Uh, Highly recommended for our our, uh, listeners. (laughs) Stillness Speaks. Um, Oh, nice. A good mate of mine, Rhino, sent me this. And and it's just little simple. Like you could pick the book up and read any bit of it any time. But this came to me this morning. And it's probably relevant to what we talked about. True freedom and the end of suffering is living in such a way as if you had completely chosen whatever you feel or experience at this moment. Mm-hmm. Because suffering comes from us going, oh, like, I didn't really want to be on this thing with you guys today. I, I really wanted to be doing something else. Mm. And it's, you know, uh, but he's saying just recognize that you actually chose this moment. And this mm. is perfect for you right now. Mm. Huh. Well, there's no tension then, is there? Mm-hmm. Um, how, 
how often are we doing something, thinking about doing something else or wishing we were somewhere else? I think mm. that's what I was getting at with, with Warrandyte. A huge amount of my pain was I want to be an Indo, but I'm stuck in Warrandyte. It didn't make sense. It took Kat to remind me, you're here now, be here now and enjoy it. Mm. And once you do that, it changes. Yeah. And recognising yeah. that you are there in Warrandyte where you are right now because you chose it. Mm. Oh, but I didn't. Cho- no, no. You chose it. You're there well, because you, it was chosen. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, you know, the ego will say, no, I didn't, Benny. I, I'm forced here. I have to be here. I'm not allowed to leave my house, but I could have mm. moved my house. Mm. I could be in Queensland and stuck in Queensland. Yes, there's a level of being stuck 5Ks, 10Ks from your house, but you are right. I chose it. So I might as well fucking enjoy it. Mm. And once you decide to enjoy it, you'll enjoy it because there's so much awesome stuff wherever we are. Mm. Mm. What about you, Janesh? Before we wrap, mate, it's nine o'clock. Look at the timing. Mate, we've got better since you joined, Benny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who conned? The decision. Try. Uh, I would say. um, Tighter tops? Oh, no. That's already been been decided. Right, like it's, uh, I'm talking about a new decision. <laughs> Two sizes less. That yeah. was the decision last week, mate. Great mm-hmm. decision. I think um, so. I'm going to go this week. Uh, decide. I think that what you said, Ben. I think being that aware, deciding to be happy with where you are. Right. I think so. We're going away this weekend, and um, at times there's a bit of like, hey, what are we doing? Like, oh, my God, I want to go for a run. I want to do this. Or it's like, yeah, I'm like, Fuck, I don't really want to do that. I'm like, sure, really? What do we do this? And I'm like, ah. So I think just really just just deciding like that is good, right? Um, and, and exploring yeah. and deciding to explore. Like we're, we're fortunate enough we're in regional. We can, we can, we can head away and, um, and just – and be. I think it's not the uh, – not that oh, I wish we were doing this. It's like no, just, just, just be. And um, yeah, I think that that would be my decision to, to, to yeah, to decide that whatever happens, whatever, it's enough. Yeah, is enough, and it, and it's um, not even enough. It's it's great. You're mm. you're um you're not a human doing, Janesh. Mm. You're, you're a human being. I like that one. Mm. A, bit of, a little bit of bang for you. There's a sticker on the bumper of yeah. a car. I've never yeah. seen one. Right? Mm. It's definitely human, from a book. I can't claim it. Human being. <laughs> I'm going to say Matthew Ind. Mr. 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 Ind. Mr. Ind. Uh, Mr. Ind. Great. <laughs> uh, good yeah, stuff. Thank you. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great place for us to wrap, I reckon. So, again, listener at home. Watcher at home. Uh, what's the thing? What's the decision you're going to make uh, this week to make you – your relationship, your health, your finances better. We'll leave that with you. Yeah. Have a good one, Mm -hmm. everyone. Cheers, lads. Absolute pleasure. See you later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.